0: Welcome to the Strand's number one podcast about everything sports. Featuring King's College London's finest parts student, rapper, and podcast host. The Ball Till We Die podcast with Hugo Man.
1: Man she dumb, she don't think, making decisions just for us and sadly she don't blink. She thinks she's she, she thinks she done things right, she just made this thing complicated, she could take all day and all night what's up family welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast man Ball till we die with Hugo man and before I start with our podcast I just want to apologize first because I missed out um, last week's episode because I had some personal things that I had to take care of you know back home um, uh, and I had to you know go and fly out you know I couldn't do any of these videos but you know I made sure as soon as I came back to the UK bro that I was gonna drop videos and Actually, yesterday I dropped a video about Erling Haaland. It's not blowing. It's, it's it's my probably my second video that's sort of blowing up, but I sort of effed up the algorithm in TikTok, so it didn't really blow up as much as I wanted to. It got like about um, eight hundred views. It was popping up. It was about seven hundred in like two minutes, but like, uh, man, man, after that, I put out a comment that sort of like. Disclaimer or like, you know, set a warning as to what I was trying to say and sort of effed up everything So, you know, i um, sorry for that. You know, it could have could have been different um, Could have blown up could have probably made I don't know thousands more views But hey, at least it's still doing numbers in the Instagram. So popping up right now um, Probably my biggest video yet and it was a controversial um, Take on you know obviously Erling Haaland and Messi, you know, Messi winning the ball on or Congrats to him um, by that many votes though, um, and I sort of said that, you know, he's the prince of, um, of, uh, he's a prince of, of FIFA. So, you know, I obviously didn't, I obviously didn't agree with that. I obviously said he was a prince of FIFA and I didn't agree with him winning. Um, but obviously a lot of people did agree with that and a lot of Messi bandwagons are against me right now. So, um, apologies for that, okay? Um, but I stick to my word. Now, I'm gonna have uh, this new segment in the episode. We're gonna have a lot of fun. We're gonna have a lot of new things going on. So... um... Welcome back, family, to another episode of Ball Silly Die Podcast. I apologize, because I couldn't make a video Last week I had some personal things that I got to take care of so I couldn't do any po- content for the last week But guess what as soon as I landed back here, you know, I was already ready to post some content All for y'all man, so hope y'all enjoy it. Um, I did post one uh, I think yesterday was about Messi, and thing things sort of got almost out of spiral until I post out a comment So the video stopped blowing up, but I was getting destroyed man in tiktok people are calling me um zero ball knowledge and stuff like that look listen man i it's not about ball knowledge i know my ball knowledge but i know Haaland won records that's what i know i know Holland the numbers that's what i know and if you're talking about ball knowledge you know ball knowledge is about numbers and knowing what exactly that means okay he might not be fifa's prince because fifa takes care of everything right but but he's definitely the blonde or or the journalist's favorite person okay um and that's what i meant in my disclaimer um but the videos the, sort of the numbers my second mo- best you know video uh, obviously the n- number one being the top boy video um, but you know, um, hopefully that um, It's gonna be a lot of controversial topics from here on out because you know me I, I always like Controversy I always like fun things and that's all about what boss will be that podcast is about man And I'm only gonna give you that crazy stuff, bro Because if I, if I if I stick to the status quo, you know, it ain't gonna go nowhere, bro That's what I'm saying. So I'm uh, keep on posting controversial stuff Gonna keep on saying crazy things, and I hope y'all enjoyed because I don't give two F's, bro. Let's go. Alright. Now, let's go to Tapin Merchant.
0: This is Tapin Merchant, your number one source for updated sports-related news from the past week.
1: So on the first thing in Tapin Merchant, I'm gonna talk about is a very interesting topic. It's about Ivan Tony. Um, Y'all know who Ivan Tony is bro. Ivan Tony is the main talisman of Brentford for these past two seasons, obviously before his uh, te- uh, his ban uh, due to his uh, betting but Word on the street is, not really on the street. I mean everybody knows about it. That he's gonna move out of um, Brentford. He's gonna find a new club, new home, and people are saying Arsenal and Chelsea are in the runaway with Manchester United not being fo- too far behind however uh, through reading some news, it, it seems that um, there are two things that um, that 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 is being made clear. One is that Brentford don't seem to want to sell him, as mentioned by Thomas Frank, who said that who is their manager. He said that he didn't really want to sell Ivan Tony. Um but there's also um, new news uh, stating uh, stating that um, you know this it's still going on. You know, and 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 uh, I think this is a Brentford's little ploy. To sort of up and up the price of Ivan Toni, saying all this sort of stuff because I think because I think they wouldn't mind a big bag for Ivan Toni. I mean, look at Brentford right now; they're doing pretty well. That money, where whatever it might be—hundred be, mil, eighty mil—you know, that's what they're saying uh, could definitely be used to, you know, buy some new players that can sort of help all around the team. For because of somebody like Ivan Toni, Brentford are doing relatively well in terms of you know putting up the points, scoring goals, and doing all of that even without their main talisman. So. I think they could get. Uh, they, they could definitely benefit off a pretty penny he, uh, uh, out here. Now, they're saying that Ars- they're 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 disagreeing with Arsenal. They're disagreeing with um, Manchester United because they know the big money is coming from Chelsea. Now, Ivan Toni. Um, people uh, are saying 100 million. That's a lot of money, bro. But just so you know, this man scores 20 goals last season, four assists, and the season before that, 12 goals, five assists in the Prem. He's a baller, and everybody knows that. If you play FPL, you know how good Ivan Tony really is. So, in my humble opinion, bro, I think uh, Ivan Tony will be a good player. He can definitely help out Chelsea. Uh, Nico Jackson, obviously, you know, not doing too well um, in terms of um, you know scoring goals, putting the putting them in, and then I think Ivan Tony's already you know used to the Premier League game. Um, definitely could work out there in Chelsea, and he's always a baller, you know. So. Um, if Chelsea end up making it, if Chelsea end up, you know, putting up the points and you know doing what what needs to be done to get Toney, I think it's a good signing. Um, Toney is a baller, and I think it's a win-win. You know, um, Brentford uh, could definitely use some help on defense. Um, maybe around the midfield as well. Maybe get a new striker as well. You know, it doesn't have to be somebody that's costing up to hundred mil. You know, it can have help, help out on all t- all sides of the team. So. You know, definitely a good move for both teams if it does end up pulling through. But Ivan Toni, uh, is he worthy of 100 mil, 80 mil? With today's market, I, I would say so. 20 point, uh, 20 goal per season sort of score. You know, if he plays the season, he probably score the same amount, especially with how good players such as Mbwemo, Matias Jensen and um, everybody within the Brentford team uh, are playing. You know, they could definitely, you know, benefit with Ivan Tony on the team. All right, next in line. The NBA in-season tournament has begun. And it's a lot of fun, bro. Just some things that have been popping out. You know, going to State Warriors versus OKC. I think that was the game of the night. Um, I mean, everybody's been posting in Center House of highlights. And I gotta agree, bro. That game was really fun. Because a lot of people balled out, man. Dario Saric was going crazy in that first half. He was going crazy. He was putting up the numbers. He didn't seem like he was gonna miss. And it wasn't even just Saric, bro. From the other side, OKC, we got Lou Dort, man. Lou Dort, I don't think he missed a three. Like, he was going crazy that game. Let me just double check, just so I don't look an idiot. But, you know, I, I, he was playing really well. And, now, and you know, if you see the highlights of the game, you could definitely see a lot of um, Lou Dort, uh, you know, posting up big numbers. Um, yeah, there we go. 29 points and 5 rebounds, bro. This is like some... God damn, he's scoring out of his mind right now. Yeah, 6 for 6 three pointer Lou Dort played out of his mind. 29 points for Lou Dort. And for Dario Saris, she got also clean 20 points, bro. Hey, shout out to those two men. Uh, might not be the big names in their team, but they definitely played well. However, the big thing that actually occurred that night was the little um, Draymond Green incident, where he was set to tip the ball in. A lot of people said that Draymond, that, that was a definite tip off, and that the NBA refs are, you know, t- are, you know they're geeking, mode. they're going crazy, they're saying some crazy stuff. Um, but it does make sense for them to call it a, for why it would be uh, considered a go but why they decided to uh, take it off was because I think Josh Giddey uh, sort of touched the rim first. And so that's the reason why it was allowed in, because obviously, um, you know, even if Draymond it did touch the ball, it was uh, it was, it was, it was, Josh Giddy's hands versus caught there, so therefore it wasn't considered a goaltend. Um, however, you know, with the whole theatrics of the NBA, this whole in-season tournament and everything, you know, it's all about the fun and the hype. If they let it out to go for a fourth quarter, I th- for sorry for the overtime. I think both teams were up, were were in and up for it. So hey, if you let it go for overtime, I think it would have been really fun to watch both teams go out again, man. One hundred thirty nine, one hundred thirty nine, one hundred forty one, obviously with the little Draymond Green tipping, bro, and anyway, with the with the little um, with the little Curry floater um, that Draymond Green supposedly tipped in. But it was a fun game, man, and you know last minute sort of thing. Same thing happened with the in, in the. Uh, with the Pacers game, man, Tyrese Halliburton with the dagger, you know, NBA is really fun. Like people were just talking all sorts of crap about, you know, about about the NBA and you know about how the in season tournament is sort of like you know taking out taking up everything, bro. But honestly, bro, the in season tournament seems like a really fun thing, and you know I wouldn't mind it at all, um, especially with how they are playing, uh, you know. And uh, the only issue for me with this MCN Tournament is obviously the courts, bro. They're, they're, they're bad, bro. It looks like, you know, back in those Troydan, 2K17, 2K18 games where, you know, you could like edit the court in uh, my, my team. And there was just like, you know, these purple courts, courts with like faces and all these weird little things. It looks exactly like that, bro. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But I'm not saying it's a good thing either, you know. I mean, I like the, the ingenuity, the creativity of, you know, how some of these courts are made. But it's just really weird to see. And, you know, it looks like a volleyball court, honestly. Um, the NBA got to, you know, going back to the hardwood is okay. It's okay to play in the normal courts and stuff like that, you know. It's okay to do, this, to do that type of thing um, and still call it an in, in-season in tournament. You don't got to change the entire goddamn court because for us fans, sometimes it's hard to see, you know, especially all those colors, um, you know, in play. So that's the only issue, but I think in terms of general funness, definitely really fun and shout out NBA for putting that out. Okay, next in line, uh, Marcus Rashford apology, um, so uh, I saw a TikTok yesterday, it was really funny, it was about how Marcus Rashford changes his play and style of play and game based on, you know, him and his girlfriend, you know, he got back with her last season, went out, went crazy, I think he was honestly, if Holland didn't, you know, break all the records, he was, all, he was up there definitely as one of the best Premier League players last season. Um, this season, bro, the high, Rashford isn't is not, it's not doing too well. And on top of that, you know, he, after the Derby, there was an incident where he went out, you know, and obviously all he needs to do was apologize for that. But, um, you know, Marcus Rash, but, but, you know, these sort of little things, you know, they just all add to the whole mystique and drama about, you know, about what about manchester united bro manchester united are not um you know looking like manchester united of old of even last season or a few seasons ago you know and i don't know and i think it's just the whole mystique of that team you know i think it looks almost as if they're cursed you know like Manchester United are just cursed, full of bad players and weird players and weird people popping up in the wrong situations and the right situations, and drama on and off the pitch. You know, Marcus Rashford definitely being the cherry on top because he was their superstar last season, and now he's having these issues off the field as well, having to apologize for Eric ten Hag, who we we will be talking about later, in uh, the dog uh, the doghouse. You know, because I wanna I wanna talk about you know. I want to talk about you know exactly how what his uh, thing is with the team, and you know I just think Rashford needs to uh, bring bring back up his form. You know we all know what he's capable of. We all know who he is. Um, we all know who he is off the court as well. I mean you know what he got that um, knighthood for. You know uh, in the uh, in the UK what he got that for. You know and his play as well. To see him like this is kind of sad, and I just think it's all. Goes down, boils down to a whole mystique of the Manchester United team. Um, obviously, we hope you know Rashford does well with everything going on in his life. Um, but he's gotta, he's gotta, uh, you know, leave all that behind, have that girlfriend thing, you know, and use that as motivation, bro. You can't, you done break up with that girlfriend, but use that as motivation, bro, to go and score more and to go crazy, bro. You don't need no girl, man. Fuck them hoes, bro. You know what I'm saying? F them hoes, bro. Just. Key in, Focus in, you know, television, and it's what you gotta do, and that's to ball from Manchester United, bro. And you know, that's, go- that's what's gonna do you well, bro. But F them hopes, honestly, bro. Put your mind in the right, put your mind the right thing. All right, next thing in line, Inter Miami Big Four um, news and rumor on the mill is that Luis Suarez is set to join um, Inter Miami, um, joining Sergio Busquets, Jordi Alba, and of course, the Prince of FIFA, Lionel Messi. <laughs> Um, and hey man, I like it bro, visa Barca, visa Barca, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's back, they're back bro, they're back and you know, Inter Miami is about to pop out, go crazy in the MLS and the MLS is gonna get numbers and everybody loves the US and I think it's good, you know? Um, they're all in their primes, they're all in, sorry, they're all past their primes though but it looks like when they come back to the Inter Miami, you know, the level of play went down so they're able to still play in a relatively good level. And, you know, it's just good to see that the back, that the, that, the, that the Barca boys are back, uh, back together. Definitely something that I'm really happy to see. And, you know, shout out MLS for bringing all that together. Shout out David Beckham as well. Amazing documentary, bro. Um, but I just got to say that, you know, um, this whole thing with the Inner Miami, bringing back the Barca and, you know, bringing back life to the MLS, you know. Me personally, I'm a big MLS fan, bro. I love U.S. sports, as you all know. Um, and MLS is definitely one of those sports that I feel is a bit is really under underrated because of the whole soccer versus football thing. I feel like, you know, there's a really big negative stigma towards U.S. people for calling it soccer and for saying all this bad stuff about it, and you know, pages like BR Football who glor- who seem to glorify um, American uh, football. Sorry, American like American players who play international football. You know, and it's all this negative thing about it, but you know what, if you look past all that, the MLS is, a, is a definitely a good league for players to um, sort of play their last years in. They still play in a relatively good level as we've seen with Henri, with Beckham, Robbie Keane, all these players. And now, you know, with the return of Lionel Messi and the Barca boys, you know, um, definitely something that, 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 is really, that is really good. They've got really good publicity. Um, sport plays, uh, and they really bring to bring up the name of, of football in the in in the American scheme. The America, America is a big market, and you know for them to start you know tapping into international football as of late. Shout out MS, and shout out speed as well. I shout speed. I people are gonna hate me when I say this, but I shout speed is definitely one of the main reasons why international football is such a big thing right now. Why people know Ronaldo? Why people know the likes of Lionel Messi? Because, you know, back then everybody, of course, international football has the most fans in the world, but America is is another market. However, their marketing, their social media play, everything in there is really big and really nice. And for that to sort of merge in together because of speed and, you know, bring out all the young fans towards international football, I think we should give him his flowers for doing that. You know, even if he's a bit cringy and all the eyes show meat and everything and, you know, he definitely really brings about that name for international football. So shout out to him, shout out to Speed, and, you know, shout out MLS for making this happen. Next thing, Clippers, Big Four. Harden, James Harden stating that he is the system. I am the system, he said. Yeah, bro, you definitely is a system. Maybe um, 2018? Yeah, maybe five, six years ago. Maybe you were the system, bro. But as a free I don't know, man. The Clippers, bro. They got Russ, they got Kawhi, they got PG, they got Harden, bro. Four people who are, I would say, ball dominant. You know, they're pro- they they they're, they have the capability of putting up forty a night. And you know, PG is always gonna be the perennial all star for the team. But I don't know, man. It's a lot. It's it's, it's really weird. There's four of there's four uh, primary ball handlers, and then Ivica Ivic, Zubac, you know, in the as a fifth guy. I don't know if it's going to work out, bro. I Honestly, I don't know. It looks good on paper. I mean, all these, these big teams, they always look good on paper. And then you realize that, you know, maybe um, it, it doesn't really pan out. I feel like in the NBA, you know, a lot of people are thinking about trios, think about, you know, big threes, big fours, in actuality. I think the way to go is a big two, Giannis, Dame. You know, Giannis and Dame, you know. Yeah, sorry. You got and Dame, you know. You got um Ad and uh Bron. You, know, you probably see Austin Reeves being the third guy, but you know, in actuality, those are are, are the championship winning Jamal Murray, uh, Nikola Jokic. Sort of, you know, these duos. They're the ones that actually, you know, bring about um that posi- that 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 winning culture. I feel, you know, and I feel like uh, they said a lot. You know, like. Two's company, you know, three's a crowd, right? You know, it's too many people when it's already trios, and and you're talking about quadruple, you know, four of them, ball diamond guys. I don't think it's gonna work out, bro. And yeah, Harden's saying the eye of the system, bro. I mean, you look, listen, bro. You sound cool if you actually won some ring, you know, what I'm saying. But don't take this away from Harden, bro. Harden isn't. It was an M, was was a multiple time MVP. Should have probably won it more. I don't know. He was averaging 60, 10 and 10, like. Luca before Luca, I mean, it's crazy to say that now, but this was the guy averaging 60-10 and 10 before everybody. He was putting up my player numbers, for God's sake, and just couldn't, you know, get it through. And now, uh, during the Clippers' Big Four, after his uh, interesting uh, stretch with, you know, all these little teams that, he, that, that he's been joining, the, you know, let it be the Sixers or whoever, the Nets and everything, you know, just didn't really work out. Um, Harden... He was the system bro, but not anymore and I think that these big four gotta learn, got to learn to share the ball Gotta learn to, you know, to play and you know, who's who's holding the ball most of the time You know put that primary ball handler next to the secondary ball handler Let Kawhi and PG take up the shots. Maybe you know Russ take up point, and then Harden You know go secondary or something or maybe vice versa. I don't know um, But all I'm trying to say is you know It's not it's, it's you're not the system bro and the Clippers big four are 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 not looking it, you know, right now. Um, sticking with the duels, um, conversation definitely. In other sports, Rangers take it all. They win the World Series. Shout out Corey Seager, bro, did it with the LA did it with the Dodgers now he's doing it with the with the with the Rangers man. Um I think that it's it's a good thing that you know one of the Texas teams won, you know, not the Astros obviously. Not the Astros, right? But you know the Rangers did did, did what they had to do to win it. Um, and you know, uh, it's just really good and nice to see uh, a new team actually with it. I think it's their first in franchise history So really refreshing really nice and you know, shout out Texas man They always ball out. They always got something new and I think you know for the future definitely Texas is one of those teams that uh, One of those uh, teams within the country that, that that's got something good for them You know what I'm saying? With the, with the likes of, you know, um, San Antonio Spurs getting Wemba and Yama, You know, Luka Doncic on the rise playing for the Dallas Mavericks, you know what I'm saying? Texas got some good things going on with them and shout rangers for winning the world series and now i'm going to talk about um american football bro um about certain george pickens complaining you know saying free me twitter you know oh my god the old like free me bro they always do that man Football players bro bring and you know as much as you know it's, it's okay to do that you know on twitter and everything you know i just think it adds to the drama of the team so it's gonna be problems. I mean, I'm a George pickett's owner, bro. And fantasy broke on negative two yards. You know that hurts. And I put him in my fucking, in my sorry, in my freaking, um, in my uh, you know, flex spot. Oh my god, what a horrible decision, bro. Never doing that again. Hopefully DK Metcalf somehow pulls it out, man. And Terry McLaurin, I don't know, man. I did horrible in the draft. Um, but yeah. Free me! I just think it adds a lot of you know drama to that team. Obviously, we get it. Like the whole Marquise Brown, Marquise Brown story, you know, with um, with Lamar. Free me, bro! Free me! Pass me the ball. You know what I'm saying? And I and I and at that time, it seemed you know reasonable because we all knew Marquise Brown was a baller. You know, Marquise Brown could catch the ball. I know we all know George Puget could catch the ball too. But, you know, going in and looking at it now, it's like, it's the acoustic, bro. Like, it's bringing back those, like, Kai Jones sort of, like, antiques. Like, you know, you're just trying to do all too much. And it just adds to the whole drama of the team. Like, we don't need all that, bro, honestly. Um, get get open, you know. Start, 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 you know, start talking to your QB. Hey, you know, listen, I'm open, bro. Pass me the ball. You know, you, I got you, bro. Don't say free me on Twitter. they got to make the QB look bad. And Kenny Pickett... You know, as much as he's like, looked at uh, as an L quarterback, you know, he can ball out and he has, a he has the potential to and he's still growing, bro. You know, if you give him the confidence as a wider receiver, with, hey, bro, I got you. Just pass at the ball next time. I got you, bro. That's going to give him a good headspace. But now you're telling, um, you're telling him, you know, free me. You're telling the you're telling organization, free me, bro. Like, oh my God, bro. It's just too much. And listen, look what happened to Marcus Brown the other day. He got kicked out of him, bro. Well, not really kicked out, but you know what I'm saying? He got moved, moved out. And, you know. George Pickens, that could be you next, and maybe that's what he wants as well. But you know, what I'm saying it's just toxic to be talking like that. You know, keep it to yourself, bro. Social media should be used for funnies, should be used for interesting stuff, or you know, putting out a point. Maybe you know, say you know, free Palestine or whatever. Those sort of you know things, you know, they they do well. But you know, saying free me, that just really destroys the whole team narrative, team culture, team spirit. You know, looking like Manchester United out here, bro, doing all this out, off the field stuff. I mean, George Pickens, stick to the ball, bro. Ball out. Talk, talk to your, talk to your, you know, talk to your um, QB, telling what he needs to improve on, what you got to do as a as team to improve. Shout out Deontay Johnson though for getting his first touchdown in I think almost seven hundred days, bro. You know that's a big one for him. But anyways, that aside, bro. You know, I'm not saying shut up and dribble. I'm not saying shut up and catch the ball. I'm, all I'm saying is, um, use your platforms wisely. As they can have negative effects and consequences And me. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm who am I? I'm just a fan, right? Like, who am I to say all this stuff? I'm a podcaster, bro. You know, I see things from outside of, of you know of, you know we, we see things when you know hindsight's 20, 10 Where are those people? You know, we see things from outside. We see th- we see the situation unfold before our eyes. Have uh, you know it, you you know when it's not you making the decision and you know I think we. Even as much as you, you can say, oh you're not an athlete what, can you, what do you know? you know what I'm saying? I think we've got a, a definitely good a relatively uh, a good idea as well of how to give advice to people in terms of you know what they should and should not do. Uh, I mean for example Kai Jones, he should not be doing that and I think it's not only us. I think you know people in your team would agree too bro. All right, obviously he's not listening to my podcast bro no one does but. hey, we keep it up, man. All right, now we're gonna move on to the doghouse.
0: Let's go. This is the dog fight. A place where Hugo man gives his opinions about the internet's most heated topic.
1: Now, the first thing that I want to talk about is a certain man by the name of Eric Ten Hag. Is Eric Ten Hag the right man for the job? Um, I don't know bro. He laughs again. I mean, he lost again though, let me see, it Was it, was, it was, I think it was a League Cup game, was it FA Cup or something? They lost, bro, I mean, oh yeah, it was the EFL Cup, FA Cup, they lost against 3-0 against Newcastle, they lost 3 against Manchester City, they won 1-0 against Copenhagen, they lost 1-2-1, they, 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 they won, but before that they lost against Galatasaray, I, I don't know, bro. Manchester United are a good are, are a team that should be put on a high pedestal, and, and Hug are making them seem like a bunch of buffoons, honestly, bro. Losing 3-0 back-to-back, bro. Once against your rivals and two against a team that just got big uh, big money, bro. Like, what are you doing? You know, Manchester United, what are you doing, bro? You're not, You're. it's not looking too good. And, you know, you can blame the players all you want. Oh, Anthony is this. Oh, Sancho is this. Oh, this and that. or whatever. You look at the manager, bro. He is the guy holding the team down together. He should be the one that y'all look at, bro. And Erik ten is not performing up to the standard that Manchester United need to be in. That isn't saying it right now. And you know there are talks of adding you know somebody new to. Um, sorry, there there are talks of adding of talking of, of adding of you know of adding De Zerbi to the team who is the Brighton manager. It says here right now, Transfer News Live, prospective new Manchester United investor Sir Jim Radcliffe plans to replace. Ayrton Hag with Brighton boss Roberto De Zerbi if he completes a deal to buy 25% of the old Trafford club. And listen, and, and De Zerbi has an interesting play of style, uh, style of play that I think works in Manchester United, you know. Um, obviously, you know, using the wingers a lot, you know, playing their wing backs, you know, using them to the, to to their to, to their maximum potential. I think De Zerbi has a good chance of being a be- of of being a better manager 100% than uh, Ayrton Hag. So, is Dan Hag so, around man for the job? I don't think so as, as of right now he's not proving it he has to do something these next two games and these next two games for Manchester United uh, are much more favorable they, 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 they play against uh, Fulham uh, today 1230 and they play against um, Copenhagen and then Lut- and then Luton Town and then A- Everton these next few games are definitely gonna show does Ten Hag have the grit if he I think if he loses two of these games 10 hug out bro 10 hug out and if it's not already time to say 10 hug out 10 hug out if he loses two games bro he's gotta put he's gotta bring his you know a game back up on 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 the team and and, and as much as you know people don't like Manchester united obviously um i think they 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 have a, they have a team full of stars and you know it goes back to the thing of talking about the Manchester and egos and i think if 10 hug is not the right man for the job hopefully it's uh, Sir Jim Ratcliffe takes, takes over at some point that Zerbe puts in and I think he can definitely do do some crazy things with uh, um, Manchester United but right now Ten Hag is not it bro you better perform you better start performing bro if not it's gonna look really bad on your resume and, 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 and on everything bro you know what I'm saying like it's it's not looking too good for you right now bro and I think you should definitely shake it up you know bring back you know br- do something good you know with, with that team because you've got a lot of good players and as, and, and, and as a manager, you have to control egos, you know? And I, I think Eric Ten Hag, you know, brought in all those Ajax players because he knew how to control them, how to, you know, talk to them. But all the other guys, bro, you got to learn how to do that as well. Losing 3-0 back-to-back is unacceptable. And losing at all in these next few games is going to be really bad for you. So, Eric Ten Hag, you're on thin ice, bro. You're not looking like the right man for the job. And maybe it's time to change it up with somebody else. All right. Now, NBA... Top five, so I just tweet a few days ago um, about, I think a few days ago or, or this morning, I forgot. Um, talking about the, uh, who and everybody's NBA top five should be right now. The guy said Jokic, Luka, KD, Curry, and Booker. And I mostly agree with this, and you know, um, except I don't like fully agree with it. Obviously, I think people like Jokic, Luka, KD, you know, they deserve a shout out, bro. But there are other guys out there, you know what I'm saying? Giannis, you know what I'm saying? Um, Ron, there aren't in this list. And for me, the top five right now, I think, is, is going to be a little bit different, bro, um, than, than what that guy uh, definitely said um, right now, bro. So, you know what I'm saying? I got, I got, I got, a, I, I, I think... I definitely think that it can definitely be changed up. You know what I'm saying? In terms of who who exactly is gonna be in that in that lineup bro. And I think you might agree with me. So alright. I think Jokic definitely. Jokic is definitely in there. Okay? And I think Luca definitely in there. I think Kate think Katie could be could be in there. Um so we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna do this, alright. So it's gonna be Luca in point, KD in shooting guard, small forward gonna be uh, Giannis and power forward Joel Embiid in the center. Uh, definitely Jokic. I don't have Curry. Oh, that's crazy. Curry's been balling out, right? I, I, I've talked about it before, but I think that's a top five that 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 you can't put Giannis and Embiid out. Yeah, you can't put those two out, bro. Those two are really good um, for the team. So you can't be putting Jokic and and, 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 and so you can't be sorry you can be putting Giannis and uh, Giannis and Embiid out of that because Embiid was last year's MVP and you know Giannis is always gonna be the number one guy. NBA top five right now, if you're talking right now this season, that could possibly be, but I think for throughout the season, that's gonna be the top five, bro. It's gonna be Luca, Katie, Giannis. Um, Luka, KD, and Embiid and Jokic, and I and let's uh, let's, let's, see, let's see who puts out who puts who puts the better performance out of the five. than as what this guy mentions, bro, and I think it's gonna be throughout the whole season. And even if you put it like uh, on a five v five format, bro, my team is gonna scrape everybody's team, bro. KD on the shooting guard and Luka at the point. Mm, that's a dangerous lineup, bro. You know what I'm saying? But everybody else after that, bro, I think that, that, that right now that's, those are the guys that gotta be. I mean, everybody's playing, a lot of people are playing really well, bro. I mean, even Cam Thomas. I was lucky to see Cam Thomas actually a few days ago in Brooklyn, bro, he's 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 gonna be one of those guys, bro. He's gonna be him. You know, off the bench, bro's averaging 30, 30 points, I think, 30 points, 33 30 points a game. Like, that's crazy, bro. And you know what I'm saying? Um, I saw him play, he was really good. He was a really, really good, um, score, definitely one of those guys that we got to talk about and if, You know, right now. I think he's got a place to be in a team starting. Um, and, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops into a bonafide start because he's got that potential, definitely. And, um, yeah, for sure, somebody that really enjoy watching. So shout out, to Cam Thomas, bro. But, yeah, um, my starting five, Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, Luka, KD. Let's go. Next one line. Let's talk a bit about a certain Victor Rambaniama. I talk about this guy almost every week. Let's be honest. I mean, he always pops up with something new every week, bro. And let's just talk about a few things in line. So, first of all, the rookie of the year um, debate. So, I made my prediction. I said Wemby was going to win it. I think Wemby has a good chance. Um, still, I think Chet Holmgren is scary. Chet Holmgren is really freaking scary, bro. Seven blocks. I think... That was already tying him as one of the most in franchise history. as Not even as just as a rookie. In franchise history, bro. For most blocks in the game. Seven freaking blocks for OKC, bro. He's really dangerous. And he proved it once again. Uh, last night playing against Golden State. home run 24 points, 5 assists, 8 rebounds. Definitely one of those guys that you should watch out for, man. And I think Wemby also has, you know, that little... You know like storyline narrative in his he's got narrative he's got that so what's called again plot armor i think plot armor that's what it's called you know in in his side obviously he's gonna get he's gonna probably win based on that alone um but definitely chet homer is a really scary runner-up and you know honestly right now if you were to ask me purely on objectivity who's gonna be rookie of the year i couldn't tell you because they're both playing like dogs right now bro and they're playing really well um on the other hand, though, we got Scoot Henderson, who isn't, who isn't playing well at all. Scoot Henderson, oof, not. I mean, he's not playing horribly. He's, he's, he's doing decent, in, I guess, but definitely not what we expected of him. We expect him to be like young Westbrook, bro, jump out the building, go crazy. And we're just not seeing that right now. Where is this athleticism that people talk about? People rave about Scoot Henderson's elite athleticism, and we're not seeing any of that. In the other hand, talking about elite, elite athleticism, we can go to another rookie who people bash, who people talk crap about, who people hated. Brandon Miller, bro. He just dunked all over Isaiah Stewart after they was going back and back to back. Now, that's somebody we should talk about, bro. He is the definition of a guy who can take all that hate, or maybe doesn't even listen to it, and just balls out. <coughs> you know, he's playing really well. Um, as at Charlotte Horns, and people talking about crap about him being, you know, that third overall pick. I'm uh, sorry. Um. Yeah. That 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 third overall pick. He deserves that. I'm uh, sorry. That, sorry. Uh, about him being you know the second overall pick. Uh, in front of Scoot. He's he's playing like He deserves to be in front of Scoot, bro. That guy is playing really well. Um. And you know definitely up there in a uh, rookie, uh, rookie of the Year contention, definitely not in the level of Shet and Wemby, um, but maybe they did a third place slot, you know, I think definitely Brandon Miller could be part of that. Um, and obviously Wemba is. I think he's still number one, he just dropped 38, averaging 20 points, I think 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and he's going really crazy, not to mention the, the you know, he's block party out there, you know, and... Here's the one thing I hate about the most, though. Shout out Jeff on Sports for bringing this topic out about, you know, players playing alongside Wemba Nyama, not giving him the ball enough, hating on people like Jeremy Sohan, you know. I don't think it's... I don't think it's... um I don't think it's anybody's... I, I don't think it's a it's player's fault. I think Pops got sorted out how he wants his team to be. I think this is also... It's an experimental thing, like they're trying to see if, whether or not Jeremy Sohan can be Ben Simmons, whether or not Jeremy Sohan can be, you know, that sort of po- big point guard that can bring out the ball, you know, score inside and make plays for Wemba Nyama. And, you know, honestly, it doesn't look like he, he could be that guy. Um, Jeremy Sohan was slated to be Dennis Rodman. He was slated to be, you know, um, th- that Draymond Green sort of player. That, you know, secondary ball handler was a big man and, you know, plays right behind the primary ball handler, who I think should be Trey Jones. So, um, and, and in terms of like making the shots as well, you know, people always complain about, you know, you don't get, uh, you don't get Wemba the ball enough, bro. The Spurs are passing all they can to him. They are even throwing out these crazy ass slobs that nobody else in the league would be able to catch only to Wemba Nyama, bro. And, it, and they're always complaining about how he's not getting the ball enough. It's because you know he's the main superstar. Obviously, you want to see the superstar ball a lot. We gave that sh- they gave that show to him. You know, thirty-eight points on um, on, on, on which, which means that he shot the ball a lot um, that game. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the Spurs have to sort of play it out, test it out, which works and what doesn't. Obviously, they're three and two, so you know they're doing okay, right? Obviously, um, right off the bat um, with Jeremy Sohan playing point. I think we can see uh, if I think me personally, I do believe that a good lineup would be Trey Jones at point, Trey Jones at point, then Vassell, then KJ, then Jeremy, and then um, Wem Wemby at at center. You know, but then again, Zach Collins also balling out. So you know, we have to see how this works out. But I think that's a good um, starting lineup for uh, of 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 five players, because let's be honest, bro. Um, Jeremy Sohan as much, uh, you know, he's a really good player, good player, good defender, doesn't shoot the ball as well. But, you know, people hate on him just because he's playing behind. Well. I think he gets too much hate. He's a really good player, bro. And he deserves to get some, you know, slack because, you know, they're trying out something new, obviously. And I think in a point guard point guard role, you know, they're saying he's horrible. He's not horrible, bro. He's, he's okay. You know, he gets the ball out. You know he he used to he used to get two assists a game now he's getting about five a game, you know I think he's definitely he's definitely okay and he can definitely improve on that, um but we'll see I guess you know obviously if they're still winning like we did with the Suns, um I think that's okay if we include a uh, Jeremy Saw and, and that role. But then again, if you go to the one that I mentioned about, about, that, about that better starting five, hey, could definitely do some good things for the team. And definitely, uh, I agree with Jeff on, uh, Jeff on sports. Jeremy Sohan should be put as a secondary ball handler. So, Draymond Green type player that can facilitate, but also, you know, focus on defense and guards against the bigs in those positions. And Trey Jones should be put in the starting lineup. I agree with that as well. Okay. And I think that is enough. For today's episode, um, I think we have okay, and now, um, I'm gonna talk about some funsies, bro. Yeah, sometimes some like non sports related topics. We're gonna talk about who won Halloween as a celebrity this year. You know, we got some really cool stuff, bro. I, I saw, you know, I spice Betty Bob, Betty Boop, and then we saw LeBron as um Beetlejuice. Is really weird and he showed off his hairline bro. That's crazy um, But I think the winner of this year's um, Celebrity Halloween bro Aside from I mean Vic, Vic, Victor definitely. Oh my god. I think victor oh god, Victor is definitely on top of there I mean Victor became Slenderman. He giving everybody was talking about how he looked like Slenderman. He actually became Slenderman bro. I mean that was really good. Um but yeah, no no no. I mean it looks like I'm am I'm 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 riding on uh, Wemba and Yama too hard bro. Um definitely not trying to be like flat out here. But yeah, I think DDG wins it. D D G and Halle Bailey, bro, congrats on them as well for you know getting you know getting uh getting pregnant. Um but them as Tupac and sorry, uh, uh, them as Tupac and Janet Jackson was really cool. I think that that's definitely um What a big contender of uh, number one outfit of the year I think it would have been better if you know Haley became a Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith You know got got on you know bald cap, you know became her I think that would have been really funny and you know DG's um, as much as a rapper and how cool he is and stuff like that You know he's obviously he started out of it as an internet personality Bro if you did that you would have definitely won Halloween But I think even without it they definitely did good on that Definitely deserves uh, a good spot on that so yeah I think um, definitely, DDG and Halle Bailey did really well this year. But honestly, you tell me who do you think won Halloween this year? I and mean, I think definitely it was, um, I think it definitely was um, to some extent uh, DDG and um, Halle Bailey. Okay, and moving on, um, I also watched recently uh, FNAF, the final movie. You know, and as a guy who grew up on, you know, those Scott Cawthon games, I watched Matt Pat and to see him in the movie, that was really cool. Um, Markiplier, you know, everybody playing the game it was really fun to see it was really refreshing and nice to see That um, uh, That 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 sort of movie the movie was sort of weird I guess I mean was, I don't know it was really weird some parts were just really interesting But I think the movie was was, was good enough to the point where you know it, it made me smile in a few episodes, but yeah, there was some really weird parts sometimes I think in the movie the acting was really interesting um Elizabeth Leo usually a really good actress just didn't see that in this movie uh, uh, you know I think John Hutchinson did a good 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 job but Elizabeth Leo was interesting in some parts um, you know she 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 just didn't act it out like you know in you you season one I think she really played the role of hope I think her name was hope yeah really well but yeah Other than that, bro, I was sort of disappointed to see, you know, Elizabeth Lail act act that way. Um, And also, I think um, the actor of Shaggy, I think he did it over the top sometimes. And, you know, seeing him play, um, you know, the main uh, antagonist, I think. But that was, was, I think it was a good thing actually because, you know, we saw some old Shaggy in there. You know, that was really nice to see. So yeah, I mean, um, that was really funny. And I think the movie was um, solid 5 out of 10. It was a good horror movie, a few jump scares, not that scary, but it was definitely good as it brought out some, you know, um, definitely some old memories, maybe six, seven years ago when the game first started out, and I was scared. I was, you know, I was in my room playing with my, with my friends, and, you know, we was just scared at every jump scare, man. Um, definitely something that was really uh, interesting, and, you know, definitely a movie that, that, that you know, if you want to bring those, those old childhood memories out, I think it's definitely one that you should watch. Okay, anyways, that's the wrap for today's episode. Short episode, make it quick, make it fun. We bring about just just the best content for y'all. Always check out TikTok. Always check out my Instagram, as I'm always posting stuff there. And don't forget to watch the whole thing on YouTube. Shout out KCLA Radio for giving me
0: this this platform once again. And I'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Ball Till We Die with Hugo Man. We hope you enjoyed it and see you again next week.